What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode six of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast. I'm Parker Fields here, as always, with my co-host, Donnie Menke. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the Bengals' loss to the Cowboys 20-17 to over the weekend. It was a sad loss for the Bengals, especially for Bengals fans all throughout Cincinnati and all throughout the world, as uh, they were big favorites, seven-point favorites against the Cowboys like they were last week against the Steelers, and they now sit at 0-2 on the season with a Week 3 matchup against the Jets coming up this weekend. And, uh, yeah, not looking bright for the Bengals right now. However, I still have some hope that the Bengals can turn this around, and in this podcast we'll let you guys know why we th- why I think I, we can turn it around, and we'll go over the game and everything. Um, Donnie, can you give me a little thoughts about the game real quick? Um, that was bad. <laughs> but I don't know how else to say it. That was so much went wrong offensively. It was insane. Another slow start. At least they did some tendency breakers. Like we saw more passes under center and runs out of shotgun. Yeah. But otherwise, the play calling was bad. Burrow wasn't as good as he needs to be. The offensive line still having serious communication issues. It's just almost nothing on that side of the ball is working right now. Mixon. Even though the offensive line hasn't been good, he's not forcing missed tackles. The receivers, the concepts are running right into the coverage at this point. So, like, I don't – it's just a, in an, a whole mess. It's a whole mess. Yeah, there wasn't much going on in that game, honestly. Like, um, my girlfriend was watching the game with me, and she told me literally that this game is boring. And she had so much fun watching last week's game, like even though we lost. Like it was such an exciting game. But like obviously if you're not like a diehard, diehard football fan, you're not loving the boring, slow game where nobody can score. And that's how it was for the Bengals at least. I mean the Cowboys got two touchdowns very early. But after those Mm -hmm. two touchdowns, they really didn't do much on offense either. And the Bengals were moving the ball a decent amount. In the second half they moved the ball well. They just couldn't capitalize and really just score much. That they were moving the ball, but the, the drives would just stall out into a McPherson field goal. Right, or a punt from our own 40. Yeah, or a punt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or from yeah, from what would be a 59-yard field goal. Like that. I didn't like that, that decision. I thought he should have kicked that, honestly. Yeah. It was, to me, your the best decision would have been to try the field goal. The second best decision would have been to go for it. The worst decision what to let Huber punt it. Like you are down, what were they down? Two touchdowns still eight. at that point. I think they were down oh. eight at that point. Still, you need points. <laughs> Take the points where you can get them. This is an yeah. NFL game. Part of the value of McPherson is to have him steal points in that area. So take it, do it, use it. Cal Automitis, they already kicked a field goal before that. So you knew he could do it. He already had three at that point. Because yeah. they had nine points then. <laughs> he already had three. Right. Yeah, just take it at that point. Take the points. You don't know what's going to happen later in the game. It may, like, just take it. It's fourth down. Either kick the field goal or go for it. Yeah, I didn't get the, And the Cowboys' offense hadn't done anything since the first quarter. So what was the point of that? Like, they weren't running the ball effectively anymore. Cooper, mm-hmm. at, they weren't giving Cooper Rush a chance because I feel like this game, if the Cowboys' play, called, play calling was more aggressive, I feel like the Cowboys will have won this game much easier, honestly. Like, they were being so conservative with Cooper Rush, and he was playing good. Now, later in the game in the third quarter slash fourth quarter, he had about three or four balls that really should have been picked off. Like, Oh, yeah. Our our defenders, I don't know what it is. We 
have the worst hands in the NFL. I swear. This has been going on for years. We constantly have turnovers yeah. in the bag and can't secure the ball. And the yeah. one person who usually can secure it is Jesse Bates and Logan Wilson, and both of them dropped a pick. So, Yeah, and Bates in general hasn't been playing well. No. Wilson, both of his tipped balls somehow ended up as big completions. So that's I call that unlucky. Um, my only kind of issue with the defense but after the first quarter was that they weren't getting those turnovers and they do need to finish those plays. But overall, I thought the defense was pretty good. Like they're, they're just like a tick off right now. They're not the offense, which is like, I, I don't even know the right, <laughs> right yeah. word for that. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the fourth quarter throw to Noah Brown by Cooper Rush, where we deflected it, a wobbler 20 yards down the field, and it somehow went right in Noah Brown's hands 20 yards down the field. How does that happen? I've never seen that happen. Like, yeah, How does a wobbler – wobblers normally would die after 10 yards and get picked by a linebacker. Like, I, I that right. amazed me. I was pissed right. at that. that. There was a lot the Bengals did wrong that cost themselves the game. But that was one of the things that definitely didn't go their way. Like that, no. <laughs> that's just unlucky. I that should have been a pick. <laughs> like, yeah. seriously. I don't, I don't know how else to say it. It's just unlucky at that point. Wilson got a lot of that ball, and Cooper Rush yeah. put enough on it that it was still a completion, like you said, like 20 yards downfield. That thing was a wobbler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, very much so. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the offense, though, a little bit how it was just too little too late. For some reason in the second half, they decided, oh, wait, T. Higgins does play on the Bengals as well. (laughs) Let's throw him the ball. And it worked because for some reason in the first half, he didn't even look Higgins' way at all. I don't – did he even have a target? No, no target. Yeah, I was about to say, he didn't even look Higgins' way. He was strictly solely looking on Jamar Chase, and I feel like that led to a a sack or two, just coverage sacks because he was solely just – looking at Chase the whole time. Yeah, Boyd and Higgins combined for zero receptions in that first half. That just that can't happen. That can't happen. That literally no. can't happen. You can't you can't have one of the best wide receiver trios in football and two of them go without a reception for an entire half. That's just insane. You can't it can't happen. Yeah, in my it, opinion, the best wide receiver trio in the league if they're all clicking, like seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they were what 100 in what 50 yards away last year from all three being thousand yard receivers yeah and like the guy who didn't get it has done it multiple times and has been a number Mm -hmm. one receiver in his uh, points in his career exactly so it's like the guy who didn't do it has been the guy before yeah yeah it's it it, and hayden hurst has looked good so far i think Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's just way too much talent way too much talent on this offense for Burrow to only be averaging 5.5 yards per pass attempt. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Hurst a little bit. He's been a nice security blanket. He's made some nice catches and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Hurst needs to be down the field more, honestly. Like, he's a freak athlete, and we're not really using that part of his game much at all. We did a little bit week one, but week like this week, everything, like five catches for 24 yards, like everything he was catching was just – right at the line of scrimmage, get like three or four yards. And like, he's a really good athlete and we could use him down the field in mismatches with linebackers. Yeah. And I think 
I'm hoping he'll be used more that way as the season goes on. Yeah. But you're right. That one catch he had in overtime against Pittsburgh where he toe tapped the sideline. Yeah. That was a great was, catch. Yeah. That's what I hope he can do more. And I, I think they want to use him like that more. I think they're so worried about the offensive line communication stuff that it's causing a ton of other problems and it's limiting guys like Hurst. Mm-hmm. So once they get at that ironed out, we'll see. But you're right. Hurst needs to be more of a vertical threat, help space everything underneath for guys, whoever's in the slot, whether it be Chase or Boyd, and just use him, even if he's not catching the ball, let him have that gravity to, to pull the defense away from, from the underneath stuff. Yeah, I'm with you 100% there. I just – I feel like he needs to be down the field much more than he's been in these recent – or in these first couple games. I just feel like they're not using him at all down the field. Yeah, it – yeah, he's – like I said, that one against um, Pittsburgh was is the only one that I think has gone above, like, 10 yards. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Gets, yeah, his longest catch against the Cowboys was eight yards. Yeah, and he so, was making some nice catches, though. Like, he had a one-hand snag against the Cowboys. But it's just like they're going for two yards, three yards. Yeah. Yeah. And I just looked it up. His average depth of target is seven yards from the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's so, that can't be it. Yeah. It feels like it needs to be closer to nine. That way you're mixing in those deep shots, but he's still a security blanket. Mm-hmm. So if they can get that up, that'd be – That'd be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, I want to talk about again, though, also. Uh, Jamar Chase, he was held kind of in check this game. Five catches for 54 yards. Um, they didn't have digs on Chase, which was kind of surprising to me. Not really surprising, though. I don't think Diggs wanted the matchup, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, T-, T. Higgins is just as dangerous. But still, yeah, they did not have mm-hmm. digs on Chase. Um. I thought there was a couple times Burrow missed him down the field and Higgins as well. They have not been able to connect on what made the offense so special last year, which was the explosive deep plays. And yeah. Burrow's just been off on some deep throws. The few times they've had him beat and everything, Burrow's just been off on the deep throws. Yeah, I think this is where the appendix stuff is really coming into play. Yeah. Where, like, he didn't have the time to shake the rust off like he should have. Um, because the – his two previous off seasons, like he missed stuff mentally that like he wasn't with the team for the mental stuff, stuff he could do on his own. And he was yeah. back in time for the physical stuff. This time he missed all the physical stuff. And when I think we're seeing part of the effects of that, he's not part of, part of the issues with the offense is he's not staying in the pocket long enough. Um, it's not the biggest issue by a long shot, but it is an issue. Um, and I really think missing those, because he, he said he was going to take reps in the preseason this year. It's like him missing all that time to gel with the new offensive line, to to shake that rust off with his weapons. I really think we're seeing the effects of that. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I talked about last week after the game, Burrow does look much faster, though. <laughs> like, even in this game, yeah. too. Like, he's really <laughs> – his legs look – like, he's looking fast out there when he takes off. But I feel like yeah. he's been taken off too early a lot of times. Not not um not taken off like a head, but like just getting out of the pocket. Like you said, he's not sitting in the pocket long enough. And um that's that the thing that's leading to a lot of sacks also is he's holding the ball too long. A few times he's got somebody open right away, but he just he holds it and then 
it's a covered sack more so than a yeah pressure sack so the stats that i found burrow had the second quickest time to get rid of the ball so like he only had like 2.1 seconds to get rid of the ball but his fastest mm-hmm. sack was only 2.9 seconds which was in the lower half of, yeah. of the numbers so like i think the scram the scrambling the the off script stuff he's just not looking as sharp in it so far mm-hmm. because i think you're right i think you're right um he's definitely bringing it down too soon i think part of that is he's i think the dropbacks are too far almost you know because like last year yeah. felt like a lot of those big plays were like three steps and boom and this year it's like he's taking more five and seven so I'm not a, I'm not an expert, so I'm not sure if the OL is not pushing the the guys far enough back or if it was dropping too far back, like what that issue is. But I think that's part of holding the ball too long. Is there's just it feels like every time he goes into those deep dropbacks, the line is just pushing guys into <laughs> if they yeah. can't can't push him far enough downfield. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. His dropbacks are much longer. Like a lot of their big plays would be like you said, like Burrow drops back two three steps, throws a deep ball chase back shoulder fade even like they're not even mm-hmm. connected on those 30 yard plays this year like they would connect on those 25 30 yard plays like five times a game it seemed like last year and this year like it's not even it's not happening <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder what even is our deepest play on offense i don't even it's probably know. that like ha- pass to boyd week one it was like 22 yards or something <laughs> probably because <laughs> or no burrow had like a 35 yard run actually or 30 yard run Week one. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think it's a I don't think it's a an pass. explosive pass. Yeah, no, it's that because, I think it's that Ron Burrow had yeah in the fourth last week. Yeah, and that's part of the that's another part of the issue. Like down to down, the Jaguars more were a more consistent offense last year than the Bengals. Like down to down, the Urban Meyer Jaguars with rookie Trevor Lawrence were a more consistent offense. Those explosive yeah. plays really saved the Bengals last year. So like. Because nobody did it more. We love the NFL in them. Right. Right. So when you take those away, you know, thought maybe – I don't know what we thought would happen, but I thought they'd still be getting these explosive plays. I just thought Chase and Burrow were too talented. But those missing explosive plays are killing, man. Until they can be more creative with the offense, you need those explosive plays. Yeah, I feel like this is a big coaching issue. Taylor needs to go back to the drawing board. He needs to come up with a game plan more so to just surgically dissect a defense, just surgically move the ball down the field, and then the explosive plays will open up. Problem is we're not doing that. We're not taking the 10-yard pass, 10-yard pass, and just surgically dice because this happened if you guys this happened to Patrick Mahomes last year. Like mm-hmm. literally. Everybody eventually last year they caught on to Patrick Mahomes' offense. So eventually, I think like week eight, because they were three and four, I want to say, and he was he did not look good. They were three and four, I want to say, and then about week eight, Mahomes was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna throw ten yard passes to Kelsey, and then he's gonna (laughs) he's gonna run after the catch." And he just did that over and over again last year until eventually the defense opened up and he had those big plays down the field to Tyree Kill again. And that's what I feel like is happening to the Bengals. The same thing that happened to the Chiefs last year. Yeah, I feel like it's similar to that. And I think that these first two games feel pretty similar to the Vikings and Bears games that started last year. But at the same time, we've only got one sample size of this. 
Like it's harder to trust it. Like I have faith that Burrow will figure it out, that Chase will figure it out, that the offensive line communication will improve. But that play calling, man, it feels like it's Groundhog Day. Like it's been the yeah. same issues every year. So if they can't fix that, because that's what the Chiefs had. Andy Reid is, a, is with the, one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, that's what worries me most. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big worry. I don't know if Zach Taylor and the coaching staff could turn around and call some better plays, but uh, we'll see on that. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think they're going to be okay. Honestly, like, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I know they're on two. I still do. Now, if they lose to the Jets, it's panic mode. Panic mode. (laughs) Absolute panic, you know. But if if they can beat the Jets and, you know, beat the Dolphins Thursday night football, I'll be back to – if they get back to 500, I'll be back to the same way I thought about them, if they look good and everything. But, like, right now, if they lose to the Jets, I don't know. I mean, the Jets aren't awful. Clearly, they beat the Browns. Joe Flacco looked like Super Bowl Joe Flacco. Yeah. (laughs) In the brownsiest way possible. I know. I was watching that game, and I was like, what the hell? Joe Flacco. I think 317 for four touchdowns, Joe Flacco. Yeah. He's he's third in the NFL in passing yards right now. I guess. That was rough, man. Real question is, though. Here, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, people are trying to blame Nick Chubb for not going down. Like, how's he yeah, supposed know. to know the extra teams get, the special team's going to miss an extra point, not recover a kick, and the defense is going to let up a long touchdown to, to get within one and then let up another touchdown? Like, <laughs> the, the real question is uh, is Joe Flacco, if he, if he somehow beat the Bengals, you know, is he going to be, is Zach Wilson worried about his job? <laughs> 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 or the Cowboys going to trade for him. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> they might need to, man. Although Cooper Rush goes out and wins Monday night. Who knows? <laughs> they, they've talked about it before, but Flacco and now Dalton are the only people really that have been franchise QBs for like 10 years and then just decide, yeah, I'll be a backup till I'm 40. <laughs> yeah. Because most of the time they just retire. That's just what happens. Right. Yeah. But – yeah. I don't know, man. If honestly, maybe if if Joe Flacco can win Sunday, maybe Zach Wilson does need to worry because Salah's going to yeah. be worrying about his job. Yeah, and I don't Flacco think Salah's worried about as much Wilson's development as he has wins. Right. It's just I I want to say Bengals won't lose to a backup quarterback again. Yeah, I want to say that. <laughs> we'll get into more of that next episode what though. do you know what the spread is at all i don't i wouldn't be surprised if the jets are favored <laughs> um but i think the Bengals were like two and a half point favorites that's all damn yeah <laughs> yeah damn and we were seven both the first two weeks yeah first first team to lose like that um at Ever. Seven yeah, I saw that coming set. off the super bowl yeah oh four yeah. and a half point favorites Okay. I feel like it's going to get more towards the Bengals as the week goes on, but we'll see. I don't know. Because it's already moved up. So, (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Um, Well, we've talked uh, a lot about things they need to fix. Um, Let's talk about our outlook on the team moving forward, like some things that 
we'd like to see in the coming weeks to give us hope again and give us the same thoughts we had on this team before the season started. What do you got? Uh, honestly, I don't know that I have a ton of hope right now. Like, I think that the offense is too talented to stay down like this. But the play calling, man, I think it's just going to keep holding them back. Yeah. You need to shake the rust off, preferably immediately. Like, we thought Dallas would be the get-right game. It needs to be the Jets now if you want to have any hope of getting back to the playoffs. If they lose to the Jets, just throw the season in the trash, take the draft yeah. pick, and, like, regroup. Um, but it's just – I don't even know. It, it's so far off what I thought would be the case this season. The thing There's is, so though – that needs fixing. The thing is, though, against the Cowboys there – that was a rough game, but the Dak was out, but the Cowboys' defense was still playing. We need to remember that a little bit yeah. because the Cowboys' defense is an elite defense when they're all healthy and everything. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the offense's performance didn't surprise me that much because I kind of thought it was going to be a low-scoring win. I think I predicted like 24 to 10. So I didn't think it was going to be like the offense was firing on all cylinders. I just figured – honestly, I figured – what. I just didn't think Cooper Rush was going to come out like gangbusters the first two drives. Like, seriously, because yeah. if he didn't do that, the Bengals still would have won that game just ugly. Because they right. really did nothing after those first two drives. They just, like, the Bengals weren't ready for the Noah Brown-Cooper Rush combination. <laughs> right. And I think that's that way the defense adjusted does give me a little hope going against Flacco. Because, yeah. like, I was watching that first half thinking – why didn't they just copy and paste the game plan from the Steelers over to the Cowboys? Mm -hmm. That's really what you needed to do. And that's kind of what they got back to in the second half. They were they were showing blitz and dropping back into coverage. So Flacco's a seasoned veteran. He's got way more starts under his belt than Cup. He's going to be harder to trick. But the arm talent just isn't what it used to be. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh <laughs> Yeah, the crazy thing about the Cowboys, though, is they have two receivers who are, are identical. Um, I remember yeah. last year, every time Noah Brown would get a catch, I'd CD Lamb on my fantasy team, and I'd be like, oh, CD, and I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> they literally <laughs> look exactly the same. The only way you can tell the difference is the arm sleeve CD wears, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just a random thought I had. Um, yeah, the thing that gives me hope with them, though, is the defense. The defense has really came to play, and um, if they can – I don't know the numbers, but they have to be close to a top 10 defense right now. They have to be a top yeah. 10 defense. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They've they only have allowed, to be. They've only allowed, what, 43 points in both Not even. They've the only – not even because the Steelers, seven of them was a pick six. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 36 then. Yeah. They've only allowed 36 points in Yards, they've probably only and allowed – both went to overtime. Yards, they've probably only allowed 500 yards total. Five yeah, twenty. It's, it's yeah, there it hasn't been a lot. It really the the defense has been like you said, they they've given me hope. Yeah, seriously. When they when they finally when the offense finally does turn it around, maybe they'll get a couple easy dubs. Cause my thing is too, you know, we could still be a good team and everything, but not win the exact same way we won last year. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it won't mm -hmm. be the exact same style of winning with high scoring shootouts a lot of the time. 
Right. Yeah, it's just going to have to be right the now. The defense does look improved. Yeah, yeah, right now, until everything gets fixed. Maybe need to go the Steelers style of football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the Patriots style of football. But I just don't think Joe Burrow has that in his DNA at this point to game manage. <laughs> yeah, no. I just can't he, see him not slinging it 40 he's times. A gun, yeah, he's a gunslinger at heart. <laughs> yeah, so. so I just – I know he did that at LSU when he wasn't that great and it was his first year, but mm-hmm. now Joe Burrow, no shot that's happening. Yeah. And it might be the best way to win, but I think they need to figure things out offensively before that even happens. Like I just, mm-hmm. I think they need to figure out the real way they need to play the game. Yeah, and yeah, they need they to do. figure everything out on offense. Yeah. Um. And for the they the defense is only allowed six hundred and four yards. Okay, six hundred four. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, even that, most of the like a hundred of the Steelers' yards, I'm pretty sure came in overtime. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure a lot of them came in overtime. They really did nothing. I, I think it was less than two hundred in the in regulation uh, against. The oh Steelers. yeah, they. They dominated that in regulation. It was, it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Till Deontay Johnson made a bullshit one-handed catch. <laughs> Literally, it would have been yeah. a tie still. But yeah, the, the the Steelers had ninety-five of their yards in overtime. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I still have faith in this team going into this week, but if the Jets game didn't go our way, I'd be very very depressed but they got to turn around now they're gonna have to win a lot of these games moving forward because the back end of the schedule is as tough as it gets in the whole league and yeah. they got to turn this around now they can't they can't wait to turn this around there's no more gimmies like i'm gonna pull up their schedule real quick hold up let me pull up their schedule they got i know this week's the jets next week's the dolphins and then the week after that's the ravens i want to say yeah yep. then you and got saints that. another big mm-hmm. game saints then you got the Falcons, which should be a win. Then Browns with Jacoby Brissett, which I'd hope would be a win still, but never know. Panthers should be a win. But then you got Steelers, Titans, Chiefs, Browns with Deshaun Watson, Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens to end the year. That's all yeah. playoff teams. Like, seriously, at least could yeah. be playoff teams. Yeah, I mean, seriously, there's a chance all those teams make the playoffs, like, actually. Yeah, yeah there really is. I mean, if the offense figures it out, if they get stuff turned around real quick, like it's very easy to see how they could turn to six and three in the bye week. Yeah. Like by the time we're going into bye, this could all be for not, you know, worry for nothing. Yeah. That type of deal. Exactly. But if they don't get it figured out, man, they're going to have to go super saiyan after the bye to have any kind yeah. of chance. <laughs> I think that Dolphins game is going to be the a key to the year. Mm-hmm. Because. If they can, I, I th- I'm just gonna, assuming they're going to beat the Jets. That's not a guarantee, but just for the talk, let's assume they beat the Jets. That Dolphins game is going to be key to win that game and get to two and two. Yeah, I could see. I can see dropping if they if the offense figures it out. I can see how they drop one of the next three <laughs> because they've got the Dolphins and Ravens in there. Yeah. So. They could still be two and three heading to New Orleans. But <laughs> that New Orleans Falcons, Browns, Panthers, that's they need to win all those games. They have to take all those games. Yeah. Because the Saints, 
Saints are okay. The Saints are a good team, but yeah. You need to feast on Jameis. The Falcons are at home. The Browns won't have Deshaun. And hopefully Panthers suck. Baker hopefully Baker's <laughs> killing of the Bengals left stayed with Cleveland. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland didn't go with them to Carolina. So like if you can if you can take two of the next three, those next four games should be if you can take two of those next three, that means you've probably improved enough to take those next four, right? Yeah. The Ravens and Dolphins are no joke. No, not at all. So if you can not at all. They just had one of the best games you'll see. Shootout. Right. Right. So if you can if you can take one of those two games, that means you've probably figured enough out to take at least three of those four. Yeah. So that's that's why the next couple of weeks are going to be huge. They I'm with you. To, they got to be care of business at, this week. So yeah, they got to be at minimum, at worst, five and four at that buy. I'd at, say yeah. At the even worst. yeah, that keeps the that keeps the playoff hopes on life support at that point. The, the one good thing though is the whole division's one and one. Nobody's two and zero oh or anything. Mm. So we're not. It's not like we're falling that far behind. Yeah. At all. Because the team we already have a loss to, I don't think the Steelers are winning the division. So um, yeah. that doesn't worry me as much as it would be a loss to the Ravens. This, You know what I mean? Like for tiebreaker yeah. purposes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be like last year at this point. I don't think anybody in this division is winning more than like 11 games because it's just such a tough division. Like it really yeah. is. They're going to beat up on each other just like last yeah. year. N- nobody's going to win a ton of games. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get it as, like, the three or four seed. <laughs> yeah, the same as last year. Um, yeah. The only reason I thought the Bengals might do better than that is because I thought they could take these first three games. I thought there was a real yeah, chance to start at 3-0. and oh. So, like, if you same could, here. That's if, what I if they could have done that, I could have seen it. Yeah, if they could have done that, I could have seen them hit 11, 12 wins. But now that's you're just hoping to get to 10 at best at this point. Uh, I think they could get 11 still. I think they could win 11 still with the schedule. Because if they got to 6-3 and three at the bye week, I think they could still win 11 games. I do. That's fair. You you wouldn't, you would probably need Burrow to do what he did at the end of last season, though. Yeah, because you got, after the bye, you got Steelers, which can easily be a win. Titans can easily be a win. But then you got Chiefs, Browns, Bucks, Patriots, Bills, Ravens. I think if they went, like, 5-3 and three in those last games, I, th- I could see that happening. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but like if they got it together, what we think this team should be, then yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, because like you said, at Steelers is coming off a bye, so they'll be a little more rested for that. The Titans looked like a dumpster fire last night. They did. I don't think they're going to – yeah, I don't think they're doing anything this year. <laughs> I don't think yeah, – like they're they receiving core. The their receiving core is hilarious to me. You got Robert Woods, who they don't even throw the ball to. Mm-hmm. You picked him up in the offseason. Don't throw the ball to him. And then you got first-round pick, rookie receiver, and then a fifth-round pick, rookie receiver, and that's your receiving core. Like that? Yeah. And Westbrook. <laughs> uh, I forget his first name. Westbrook. I forget his first name. But, yeah. Not yeah. the best receiving core for the Titans. I think mm-hmm. they're going to be a shithole in the NFL. I-, I could see a tank incoming and Malik Willis coming in at quarterback, honestly. You know, if they get to the point where they're like – Three and seven or four and six in Tennessee, I could see that. I but, could see I could see the game against the Bengals potentially being if they're really falling off by that point and Cincinnati wins that game, I could definitely see that being the last game for Tannehill that he starts. Yeah, this week's game is huge 
uh, just random real quick for all you Titans fans who would listen <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> this week's game for them is huge. They play the Raiders, so that's huge for both teams because whoever loses that game is going to be 0-3. And those are both teams yeah. that probably a lot of people predicted to be in the playoffs or at least close to it. So. Yeah, like I thought the Titans would regress this year just because, you know, they did lose A.J. Brown and Landry got hurt. But, yeah. man, that's, that, that was bad. They look worse than the Bengals so far. Yeah, after I still don't think they're going to be bad per se, though. I still think they'll win eight or nine games, honestly. I don't know, good yep. feeling. They might. I think the problem is Tannehill's only as good as the weapons you put around him. Yeah, so, and he doesn't we'll have see. weapons right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, really disappointed to not see Daxel get more snaps. He only had two this week. Yeah, he's like, not playing much at all. I feel like their talented. plan is just not to pay Bates and just let him start next year, honestly. <laughs> I think that's their plan, honestly. <laughs> I mean, the way Bates is playing, he's playing himself out of any big deal. Yeah, he's playing like shit right now, but maybe he can turn it around. Hopefully this team can turn around. I'm not going to be too negative until I see this week's game. You know, hopefully we just blow the Jets out of the water and we'll all be, yeah, Super Bowl yeah. <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> we beat the Jets yeah. 53 to nothing. Let's go, Super Bowl. <laughs> didn't, they beat them 40, six tutties. didn't they beat them like 49 or 56 to, to seven or something when Andy when Dalton, Dalton yeah, yeah, he threw four touchdowns to Marvin Jones and threw six touchdowns. That's I remember right. that game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was in like 2013, I want to say. 2012, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, it was around there. I, but I would love another so, game like that. Yeah, that's so weird you said that because I literally remember I had just – this is so random, but I just remember where I was watching that game. I just finished a like 10U AAU basketball game, and I was at a restaurant after. <laughs> I literally just remember that, weirdly. Um, and I saw like um, – I saw it was a sixth touchdown or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that was a weird memory that just came up. Um, but, uh, yeah, this was episode six of the All Day Cincinnati Sports Podcast, guys. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, do me a favor, like this video on YouTube. Subscribe down below on YouTube. Subscribe down below. Um, if you're listening on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, uh, do me a favor. Like us on there. Um, give us a review. You know, Give us some feedback. And uh, let me know down below in the comments what more you want us to talk about with the Bengals or UC football, Xavier basketball, UC basketball, uh, anything Cincinnati sports. And uh, that's all for the rest of this podcast. Uh, we'll see you on the next one, guys. See you. Bye.